welcome to this week's episode of the NACF Podcast. And our houses are generally what we call our homes, where we reside. But what dwells in that house? Is it filled with the Spirit of the Lord? Are we chasing past demons and ghosts? Well, on this episode, Pastor Parson wants to know, who's walking in your house? So some of us need a transformation in our house this morning. Some of us need an enhancement. You got some of this stuff in your house, but you need it enhanced. You want it, look, you want it more than it is now. Is worship and praise bouncing off the walls of your house? Can people feel the presence of God when they walk through your doors? And we're going to move right on in into our time of giving, our time of tithing, our time of offering, because this is a part of our worship. We are yet obedient in this season. We yet are worshipers and our tithing, that 10% that we give back to God, oh, that is our worship. And so if you have not prepared your giving, please do so. You can do that by going to nuantioch-aliante.org. Push the donate button and follow the prompts. A second way that you can do this is by texting 77977 to Nuantioch. All one word. Follow the prompts all the way through. And we're going to give you every means to be obedient. Every means to give back into this. And so if you have to do it through mail, our address is 2550 Nature Park Drive, Suite 100. Our zip code is 89084. We want to be careful to thank all of those who have remained obedient, who have remained generous. Amen. We are going to 2 Samuel chapter 6 in the New International Version. And then we're going to Matthew chapter 12, also in the New National in the New International Version. It will be there for you on the screen. Let's stand in reverence to the reading of the Word of God. Amen. Second Samuel chapter 6, verse 11. Let's read together. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. For three months, and the Lord blessed him and his entire household. Matthew 12, 29. Or again, how can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man? Then he can plunder his house. Our topic this afternoon is who's been walking in your house? Who's been walking in your house? Now, my mom had uh, one of those houses that everybody had a key to. You know, grandma's house. All the kids had a key. The grandkids had a key. Even the secretaries had a key. So, so in her old age, and she was sitting in her chair when she didn't walk anymore, she, someone, with a, someone with a key would come in the house, and if you took too long to identify yourself or if you took too long to walk to where her room was, she'd holler out, who's that walking in my house? She wanted to know who was in her house. It could have been one of seven or eight people. And I said, I need to know. I need to know who's walking in my house. Is it a friend or a foe? Is it a grandkid or is it a grand larceny? Did, did, did she need to cover up? And probably what she wanted to know, Alfreda, was, was whether she needed to put her teeth in. <laughs> who, who's that walking? in my house. Well, we have been uh, loving learning how to walk with God. And this Sunday, we've invited our coaches in. Are my coaches in the house? All right, coaches. Our coaches have all consented to take someone under their wing and to share with them what they've learned uh, uh, about any number of things. And many of us, we are teaching our coaches how to walk with God like we walk with God. But for today, Let's take this walk back to the house. Let, let's take this walk. Tell somebody, let's take this walk back to the house. Y'all talk to me. Let's take this walk back to the house. 
Now, I know we've already done Family Life Month, but in Family Life Month, we learned about walking in rhythm with each other and walking with rhythm in God. But today is not about walking with your family. Today is about your walk in your house, your walk in your house. Because the real walk with God starts in the house. The real walk with God don't start at the church. It starts in the house. Let me make this very clear, just in case you all didn't, didn't realize. We, we are not a church who condones living one way at church and a whole nother way at the house. We do not condone, condone talking holy at church and cussing back at the house. We do not condone hands up, heart open in the church and your hands never go up at the house. Y'all, let's take this walk to the house. Can we do that? We do not condone taking communion at the church and, sex and smoking weed at the house. We do not condone pretending like you don't know each other at church, but you humping each other at the house. We do not condone you being turned down at the church, but you've been turked up all weekend at the house. Come on, y'all. Let's take this walk to the house. Somebody say that. Take, let's take this walk to the house. We do not teach that it is okay to serve at the church and swerve at the house. And that goes for everybody. That goes for everybody that serves here. That goes for the safety team. That goes for the greeters. That goes for all the musicians. That goes for the praise team. That goes for the teaching folks. That goes for the children's ministry and the youth. Everybody. We don't condone being one way at church and being another way at the house but I'm not stupid. I, I know it goes on. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not the holiness police, so I, I don't always know who's doing what at their house. I don't know all the details, and I'm not going to chase you down to find out what you're doing at your house. I, 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 I don't do that. But I will tell you this. If there is, if there is anyone living a double life with one set of behaviors around the church, and another set of behaviors at the house, and you still serving in this ministry, is because I don't know about it. Or they wouldn't be serving here. And I, but I'm not talking about struggle. I, I'm not talking about being in a struggle. Because uh, uh, we all struggle. From the pulpit to the door. All the way to the parking lot. We are all struggling. We all stumble. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And some things I do know that people are going through because they were told to me in private sessions from people who have legitimate struggles. So this is not an invitation for you all to tell me what's going on with all my members. I'm not, I'm, that's what pastor don't know. And she needs to know that so-and-so is doing this because they serving at the church. This is not an invitation for y'all to text me a whole bunch of mess about the members. I'm just saying. That at this church, what we do is we get in the struggle with you. And we're going to stay in the struggle with you till all of us come out together. So you don't have to be ashamed or afraid to say, look, Pastor, this is my struggle. To go to any of our prayer warriors, our ministers, say, look, this is my struggle. There's no shame in the struggle. We understand that all unrighteousness is sin. Because my overeating is the same as your getting drunk. Yes, it is. It, it, my overeating will be the same as your getting drunk or your having sex or your cussing or your being mean as the devil. I'm not talking about struggle. We have no problem with your struggle to live right. But what God has a problem with is your decision on your lifestyle. That you have made a decision not to live right and fake it at church or fake it at work or fake it around certain people. But then you live an ungodly lifestyle when you get home 
Somebody said, let's take this walk to the house. But then again, if you are struggling at home, the word is for you today. If you want to do better, if you want to do right, if you want to be a witness to those that are in your house, if you want more peace, more love, if you want a home that is pleasing to God, you're in the right place. If you know you haven't lived up to who you really are inside when you get home. If the atmosphere of your home needs to be shifted, then y'all, let's take this walk to the house. Who's been walking in your house. Who are you when you're walking around your house? Which version of you has been walking around your house? Have you been blessed, Brenda? Or have you been buckwild, Becky? Have you been calm, Cameron? Or have you been crazy, Carl? Have you been saved, Susan? Or have you been slutty, Simone? Have you been devoted, David? Or have you been down low, Donnie? Have you been a highly favored, Frida? Or have you been fussing, Faye? Have you been mellow, Mike? Or have you been mean, Marvin? Who's been walking around your house? Have you been caring, Carla? Or have you been cussing, Carol? Have you been victorious, Victor? Or have you been vaping, Vincent? Have you been gracious, Gretchen? Or have you been gossiping, Gertie? Have you been loving, Lance? Or have you been lying, Lenny? Who's been walking in your house? In our first text, we... We visit the house of a man by the name of Obed-Edom. Now back in Exodus, the children of Israel made this golden box called the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant is a gold-covered wooden chest with an elaborate lid. It had the two high-ranking angels on it, the cherubim were on it, and, and it contained the two stone tablets of the Ten Commandments, and Aaron's rod was in there, and there was a pot of manna in there. But the, the important thing about it is that it represented the presence of God. And they were very careful about where it was and who carried it and how it was carried because it was holy. It was revered. It was the presence of God. So now years later, after David had become the king of Israel, he wanted to bring the ark to Jerusalem. So he prepared a place for it. it, it it's the presence of God. He, he prepared this place because they wanted the presence of God to be with his people in their capital city. But see, he didn't do all the research to find how the ark was to be properly moved. So one of his men was killed trying to steady the ark because he wasn't supposed to touch it. It was the presence of God. It was not supposed to touch this thing. So, so when the man died uh, for touching the thing, David got a little scared. He got scared and Tell the truth, he's a little mad with God. Uh, and he left the ark in the home of a man called Obed-Edom. It's like, I ain't going to fool with this thing right now. Let me drop this thing off in the house of a man named Obed-Edom. And all of a sudden, everyone in the man's house, everything in the man's house is getting blessed. There's blessing upon blessing upon blessing upon blessing for three months straight as long as the presence as long as the presence was in the house, there was blessing upon blessing upon blessing upon blessing. It was noticeable. It was miraculous. It was remarkable. So the folks start making remarks. Oh, my goodness. Do you see what's going on in Obed-Edom's house? Obed-Edom, who's been walking in your house? The presence of the Lord God Almighty had been walking in his house can you say that the presence of the Lord God Almighty has been walking freely in your house? Because if you've been walking with God, 
then God would be walking in your house, right? If you're walking with God and you're in the house, then the presence of God ought to be in your house. You know, we can tell who you're walking with by watching how you walk in your house. We, we can tell who you're walking with by watching how you walk in your house. Yet your walk with God didn't stop when you got to the house, did it? Did, did your walk with God stop when you got to the house? Because the Bible talks about who we walk after. Who or what do you follow after as you walk in your house? Now, there are several things that might be controlling how you walk in the house. Are you walking after the ghosts in the house? Are you walking after the ghosts in the house? You, you got some ghosts in your house. Pastor, you trying to tell me that my house is haunted? Yes. Just about everyone's house is haunted. Most of us have ghosts in the house, and, and, and I don't mean the holy one. What do you mean I got a ghost in my house? People whose bodies are not there, but their spirit is. Ain't that what a ghost is? Somebody whose body's not there, but their spirit is. Now, some of these people who, who are ghosts in your house, some of these people still live. Some of them you know too well. Some of them you never knew. But their spirit is still in your house, and you're following after that spirit. The father who wasn't there for you. The father or the stepfather that was mean or abusive. That mother who was unstable or who emotionally abandoned you. That stepmother that rejected you. That relative that molested you. That sibling that exposed you to some things, that grandparent that was too tired to deal with you, that drug-addicted parent that neglected you, the ex-wife that cheated on you, the ex-husband that mistreated you. Many of you go around your house following after ghosts, reacting to the people in your house as if they were the ones who hurt you. Or running around saying, that's how my mama did it. That's what my daddy taught me. My family, we just like that. Ghosts in your house. So you beat them like someone beat you. You yell or you fuss or you complain or you avoid people just like somebody did you. You're running around your house and you're angry. You're frustrated. You're perfectionistic. Or you're too permissive. Or you're inattentive, or mistrusting, suspicious, controlling, overly protective, anxious, fearful, proud, rude, discouraged, negative. All because of unhealed places in you from the ghost of people that are not even there but their spirit is controlling your walk in the house. Y'all can be quiet. Are you walking after ghosts in the house? Or are you walking after the demons in the house? Are you letting demonic influences control how you walk in your house? You see, our second scripture is where Jesus was explaining to his critics that he could not be of the devil and cast out devils at the same time. They were trying to say the only way you can cast out devils is because you're a devil yourself. You're using the devil to cast out the devil. Jesus said, y'all idiots, that don't even make sense. A house divided against itself can't stand. And, and how are you going to cast out the devil by the devil? But then he drops this one thing. He said, how can anyone enter? 
enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man. Then he can plunder his house. In other words, can't nobody just roll up in your house and start taking stuff unless they beat you up first, unless they tie you down first. What grown man is going to let somebody roll up in their house and just take all this stuff and mess with their kids and mess with their family? And I mean, if you're going to come up in my house, you better tie me down, knock me out, beat me up. Uh, I'm talking about a real man. I'm talking about a real man. You're not going to do that. So, so if you are walking then after the demons that are in your house, then these are, these are demons that you let in and you're letting them bind you up while they steal stuff out of your house. You, that while they steal the joy in your life, in your house. They've stolen peace out of your house. They steal the love out of your house. They're stealing the minds of your children. They're stealing the loyalty of your spouse. They're stealing money out your house. They're stealing your health. They're stealing your testimony. And you let them in. And tie you up and you're following after the demons in the house. Y'all, let's take a walk to the house. Let's take this walk to the house. You're dealing with the spirit of anger. It's a spirit of lust. It's a spirit of pornography. The spirit of addiction. The spirit of anxiety. The spirit of worry. The spirit of control. Are you sitting in your house and you constantly feel driven like you can't sit down. You always got to do something. You always moving something. You just driven to get that money. Driven to make them dollars. Driven day in and night. Or do you feel tense in your house? Are you always sick in your house? Are you irritated with anything and everybody? Are you depressed every time you're in your house? Are you argumentative? You're always arguing. And uh, people not even arguing with you. You arguing with people that ain't even at the house. Y'all know folks like us. You've had the whole argument in your head. You don't uh, They say this, then I'm going to say that. And if they say that, then I'm going to say this. And when I say that, I already got it. And you have had an entire argument in your house, and ain't nobody even said hi to you yet. It's a spirit. So your house is totally uncontrolled. Are you always distracted? There's no focus. Who's been walking in your house? Have you been walking after ghosts? Have you been walking after demons? Or are you walking after the flesh in your house? It might not be the devil. It might just be you. Tell somebody it might just be you. You have just let your carnal self walk around your house. It ain't the devil. It's you. No discipline. No self-control. Just overeating. Just overspending. Lazy procrastinating, not much prayer going on, not much study going on, just laying around after work, I'm tired, just laying around playing games on the phone, playing games on the Xbox, playing games on the iPad, playing games, just rolling social media, just staring through everything, watching TikTok for hours, watching YouTube video for hours, not doing anything you don't feel like doing, just giving your body whatever it wants whenever it wants it want to eat at 12 30 after midnight that's what it want that's what we do it whatever you got a taste for the bible your body's telling you what it got a taste for whatever comes to your mind just enjoying yourself really you just enjoying your flesh Man, we need to tell some of y'all, quit, girl, girl, go ahead on and enjoy yourself. You tell them the truth. Go on and enjoy your flesh. You going on vacation. Some of y'all go on vacation. You don't go on vacation to enjoy yourself. You go on vacation to enjoy your flesh. And since you're walking after the flesh in your house, no one is progressing, no one is getting better, no one is being held accountable, and no one is being intentional. You're walking after 
the flesh in your life. You walking after ghosts, or you walking? I just want to know who's walking in your house. You walking after ghosts? You walking after demons? You walking after the flesh, or are you walking after the spirit in the house? Is your home a home of worship? Is it a home of prayer? Is it a home where the word is being heard and followed and honored in your house? Do you ever have the word in your house? Is praise and worship and word just in your earbuds but can't be heard in your house? I had to say ouch on this one myself. My relationship with God is private. It's personal. Been single most of my life, so it's me and Jesus. And so the word is going on on my TV. The word is going on on my phone. Praise and worship is in my earbuds. But it's not in my house. When we go to your house, is there praise and worship, prayer and word in the atmosphere of your house? Is it a house of love? Is it a house of peace? Is it a house of patience? Have you, have you ever gone in someone's house and felt the presence of God in that house? Anybody <laughs> ever been in a house where you felt the presence of God in, in, in the house? But was it your house? Would anybody ever say that they felt the presence of God in your house? Who's been walking in your house? Uh, have you been a loving, leading, learning, present father? Have you been a nurturing, attentive, prayerful, and wise mother? Have you been a quiet-spirited, cooperative, and supportive wife? A providing, priestly, protective, patient, and kind husband? Does your walk look like you're walking after the Holy Spirit. Bottom line, does the presence of the Lord remain in your house? You see, the Bible says the ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom. I like that line, the ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom and it blessed his household. And I ask you, does the presence of the Lord remain in your house? Could we say that about you and the presence of the Lord remained in the house? Does it remain in your the presence of the Lord remained in the house of Pastor Darius? The presence of the Lord remained in the house of Jackie Harris. The presence of the Lord remained in the Abernethy house. Can they say that the presence of the Lord remained in your house? Look, who you are at home shows who you're walking with. Who you are at home shows everybody. Who you're walking with. Somebody say, let's take this walk to the house. Some of us need a transformation in our house. Those that are listening, can, can they say that the presence of God is resting in your house? Enough to know that people are talking about it. The report went out that there was blessing in the house. Of Obed-Edom. So some of us need a transformation in our house this morning. Some of us need an enhancement. You got some of this stuff in your house, but you need it enhanced. You want it, look, you want it more than it is now. Is worship and praise bouncing off the walls of your house? Can people feel the presence of God when they walk through your doors? Your house ought to feel different. Because of the presence of the Lord. Your house ought to feel different than the house down the street. Your house should feel different than your cousin Nim's house. It should feel different than the house where there's a bunch of sin and partying. 
turning up going on? Do they, can they tell the difference even when they walk in your house? Y'all, we are on a walk with God in 2021. And my admonition for you today is, y'all, let's take this walk back to the house. There's a song that we sing, and, and we sing it when we come to church. And we sing it about this house. We, we, we sing it about this house and what we want God to do in his house. But I want you all to listen to the words of this song. But today, I want you to get in your mind your house, your apartment, your condo, wherever it is that you live, wherever it is that you walk. And you're going to offer your house to God today. What you want God to do in your house. Who's been walking in your house? You got to take this walk with God back to the house. And God wants us to dedicate our homes today. God, this is what I need you to do in my house. Go something like this. In this house today, oh Lord, we seek your presence now. For in this house today, oh Lord, I know you will somehow. This is the prayer you get it. Oh Lord, 
We seek your presence now. Lift your house up to him. For in this house today, oh Lord, I know you will somehow. What do you want him to do in your house? Heal the broken hearted and you set the captives free. Speak a word in my house. Speak a word of life to us that will shape our destiny. So whatever you desire to do, tell him. So whatever you desire to do. God, you might change me, you might change her, you might change him, you might change them, but whatever you desire to do. So whatever you God, you might start taking stuff off the cupboard. You might start taking stuff off the refrigerator. You might start taking stuff out of my pantry. You might start taking stuff out of my mind, out of my mouth. Whatever you desire to do, whatever you desire to do, I give you my home. I give you my family. Whatever you desire to do, you may change me, God. You might make me shut up, God. You might make me change out some of these clothes in my house. You, you might make me change out some of these magazines. You may change what I'm watching on TV. You may change the music in my house. But God, I give you my house. I want to see the captives in my house set free. I want to be set free. I want to walk. I want my children to be who they're supposed to be. I want my, my marriage to be what you want it to be. God, whatever you desire to do. Yeah, yeah. So whatever you desire to do in this house today, Lord, have your way, have your way. Father, in the name of Jesus, every household that is represented by a standing adult in this room, God, I ask you to follow them to the house. God, matter of fact, be there when they get there. God, go to every room. God, I need you to infiltrate every room. I need you, God, in the bedrooms. I need you, God, to go through the drawers. I need you, God, in every closet. I need you, God, to go in the living room. God, where the family rests. I need you to go in the dens and the family rooms and the great rooms. God, I'm asking you to go even in the bathrooms. God, in in the name of Jesus and have your way we rebuke every spirit that has infiltrated the house of your people we rebuke depression and anxiety we rebuke procrastination and fear we rebuke laziness and addiction we rebuke pornography we rebuke anger we rebuke anxiety we rebuke it in the name of Jesus clean house clean house clean house we give you permission to clean house we rebuke gluttony clean house we rebuke cigarette smoking clean house we rebuke alcoholism. Clean house. We rebuke sexual molestation. Clean house. We rebuke domestic violence. Clean house. We rebuke this arguing. We rebuke this complaining. Clean my house, God. Clean my house. I want your presence in my house. Peace rest in my house. Fear get out. Peace rest. Anxiety get out. Peace rest. Anger, get out of the house. Trauma and drama. Clean out the house, God. Spirit of the living God, rest in my house. Spirit of the living God, rest in my walk. Spirit of the living God, rest in my talk. Spirit of the living God, rest on the marriage. Spirit of the living God, rebuke the rebellion in my children. Rebuke the mind games for my children. God, and give them peace and direction and strength in the house. Have your way. 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 
sincere about that today we're believing that God is beginning to transform your walk and your house in the mighty name of Jesus as you know this uh, this virus is taking off again we buried someone yesterday who died of the virus and got a few calls this week and people are again, again contracting the virus so we, we're, we're not going to lay hands on you today. We're not going to bring you up. I need you all to be careful. Um, it, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to send people off to glory, but it's no fun. I don't like burying my members. I need you all to be careful. I need you all to be right. We know life and death is in God's hand, but when, but he will give you what you choose. If you just choose to be out there, Don't the Bible says don't tempt the Lord. Even Jesus didn't jump off a building just because he thought God was going to catch him. Jesus said, don't play with God like that. So I need you all to do what you need to do. So we are going to back up a little bit of being on you on the altar. But again, this wasn't one of those messages anyway. You got to walk on this. But if you need to be saved, if you need to accept God in your heart, you got to do the first step. Your first step in walking with God is accepting him and saying, God, I'm ready for a walk with you. If you're in here today and you have either never accepted Jesus into your heart, we call it being saved. Or you need to rededicate today. You know that your walk with God has not been right for a long time. Or it might have been for a short time and you need to rededicate. We are going to pray that prayer with you today. And if you're listening by our live video broadcast, where you are right now, God wants to save you, change you give you this life and so pray this prayer with me Lord Jesus I believe in you forgive me for everything I've done wrong come into my heart change my life change my house I want to walk with you thank you God for saving me in Jesus name amen now, if you really meant that prayer in your heart, Jesus is in your heart. You have been born again. There is a difference, and you should feel the difference if you really meant that in your heart. If you're listening, put it in the comment section that you prayed that prayer today and that God is in your heart now, and you are ready to start your walk with God. Put it in there. There's a book I want you to ha have called Saved, Salvation 101, and it will tell you what your next step needs to be and how to live this life. We would love to get you that book. And if you need a church home, we want you to be a part of our church. We want you to uh, be a part of our family. I would love to be your pastor and help you learn this walk with God. So you can go to, you can put it there or go to newantioch-aliante.org. Newantioch-aliante.org. Go down to the connect section and fill out that that paperwork and someone will get to you and get you. You can be involved in one of our community Bible studies, become a member of New Antioch Christian Fellowship, or you can also get the book there, Salvation 101, um, How to Be Saved, uh, What Should Happen Now That You Have Been Saved. And so please join us. And if you're here in the building and you either need a church home, or you prayed that prayer today. Let's start with that. Anybody that prayed that prayer today that, that you received God uh, for the first time or you rededicated your life today, just raise your hand where you are. You don't have to come up here. But if you received Jesus today, if you got saved today, amen, amen, or rededicated today, amen. God bless you, young man. God bless you. We already have, if that's who I think it is, we got your information and we just want to know uh, youth leaders. Let's uh, uh, hold him up, have that conversation and continue uh, 
um, get him the book if he hasn't read that book. All right. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else today? Anyone need a church home that would like this to be your church home? You know God's sending you here. Everybody that don't believe, that's not a member, you know God is saying this is the place. Amen. When God speaks to you, we would love to be your church family. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you to uh, all of our uh, guests and all that came for the christening of the baby. Y'all wouldn't believe it, but that young lady looking so young was my babysitter. <laughs> now she look younger than me. It ain't right. God bless you to the Regans. They're some of my favorite people. God bless you. Tonight, tonight, tonight um, is Pastor Kevin's. He's one of our associate pastors of New Antioch, the House of Antioch, um, is having a birthday. He'll be 50 on the 22nd. Uh, we're having his praise party tonight, so you all are welcome to come to the praise party. It's at 6 p.m. He is turning 50, um, and uh, we're wearing jeans and t-shirts tonight, or you can wear black and gold. Those will be the colors. It'll just be a praise party, so there's going to be a lot of singing and a lot of praising, and wherever he is, it's got to be some groceries, as he calls it. So we're going to have a praise party there for him tonight, so you all are welcome at our central campus. Coach Coaches, coaches, I need your numbers for June. Uh, so if you have not sent me what your numbers are for June, of uh, how many coaching contacts you had, please text me. I sent you a text um, a few days ago. Look for it. Uh, if you don't have my number, text me your coaching numbers. Uh, a very good friend of ours, you know, Pastor Kathy and Michael Jackson, um, lost their daughter Ashley on last week. The Jacksons have been here for this church um, there was a very first church that invited me as a pastor uh, back to my old denomination and let me preach from the pulpit. He's my brother. She is my sister. Uh, and uh, we lost uh, their daughter, Ashley, 36 years old. Pray for that family. But the, there'll be a, um, a worship and praise memorial service for her on the 23rd Friday night at Tabernacle of Praise, their home church. And then the services will be Saturday at Pentecostal Temple at 10 a.m. So he's been supportive of us. We can support that family. And if nothing else, pray for them. Lift them up and lift that church up. Um, that'd be Saturday at 10 a.m. at Pentecostal Temple. Um, the other, only other thing is um, we're having, uh, God told me to uh, bring our teenagers together uh, to talk about how to manage depression, anxiety, and anger. Depression, anxiety, and anger is plaguing our teens. Their mental health is on the line, and we talk a lot about it so that you all stop having such a... a a stigma against mental health and that's just other people and, and we don't do all that uh, and so we talk a lot about that but we don't talk a lot about how do they handle it so on the 31st on July 31st that is the next not this Saturday but next Saturday from 10 to 2 we'll be at Central Campus uh, for youth ages 13 to 18, how to manage depression, anxiety, and anger. Let's get them ready for whatever is going to happen this school year. Uh, it really took a toll on a lot of young people. Um, and we, if there are enough parents that say they want to come, uh, we will have a separate class for parents uh, so that the kids will feel free to speak. Uh, freely to us as we help them manage depression, anxiety, and anger um, because a lot of times um, they're mad at you and you're causing their depression and anxiety. So uh, we will help you to understand how to deal with that with uh, your children in separate sessions, but we need to know that you're coming. It is $10 per person because we need to feed them lunch, and so they'll come at 10. You feed them breakfast, I'll feed them lunch. Uh, and it's at 610 Bellrose at our central campus, the lunch and the materials we provided. So you can go to, we have flyers today, Ked, you can get it on the way out, or you can just register at cgrleadership.weebly.com. Um, CGR Leadership stands for Church Girls Rule, Christian Gents Reign, but CGR Leadership weebly.com and register uh, your kids for this mental how to manage this mental health forum how to manage depression anxiety and anger don't wait till it's too late 
and you didn't even know that was going on with your kid. So you might say, my child don't have those kind of problems. You don't even know. I had it all through high school. My parents had no idea that I was suicidal. You don't even know. You don't even know. They're getting their good grades. I got straight A's while I was depressed. And so don't wait. Just if you, if you got a kid, send them and let us give them the tools to manage depression, anxiety, and anger. Sometimes it's the ones that are quiet who are the ones that are most angry. And you have no idea why. And so we want to offer that to uh, your children, and we'll have the flyers uh, after church. Amen. Amen. That is our service for. And if you are interested in your children being involved in our dance ministry, is one of our greatest ministries at New Antioch. Um, Chantal is here. Chantel is here after service to sign your kids up ages four on up, uh, four on up. Uh, young people, and if there's some adults that dance, they really could use some uh, some more youth uh, leaders for that as well. So see Chantel after service uh, for the dance ministry. Amen. We're going to have you remain seated and get you out here safely. Um, again, um, I'm going to holler at you, but I'm not going to do a whole lot of hugging and stuff until I'm fully vaccinated and I'm still not taking off my mask. I think me and my mask are going to have a long, long relationship. Uh, I want to stay healthy because I need to keep doing this. Amen? Amen. So if I'm a little standoffish, that's just because we're in a pandemic. Because I love you, love you, love you so, so very much. Amen. Amen. So finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you. Greet one another still with a holy wave, fist bump for something. All the saints salute you, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen and amen. Please obey the directions of our sanctuary attendants. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope this message really reached you. If you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit our central campus at newantioch.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dot org. Or for our Aliante campus, you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dash A-L-I-A-N-T-E. If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 for Aliante Campus or for Central Campus, it's New Antioch Central at 77977.